0: Be a go-getter. So that's my biggest advice in cheerleading is never be scared of failure. No matter what, if you do what you set your mind to, you are always going to succeed. You can't let other people hold you back.
1: What is up, guys? Oh, what was that? Wait, was that me?
0: No, you're good. That was my phone. Uh Oh. (laughs) Charging. Oh,
1: <laughs> I was like, um, all right, guys, what is up? Welcome back to the number one chilling podcast in the world. Hope you guys are doing great. Amazing. Uh a couple updates since last time we talked. Is actually no, there's no updates because there's kind of same thing. The hoodies are coming out very soon. I know I keep saying this, but I just want to remind you guys that do not let this flop because we're working very hard. Uh but yeah, if you want a hoodie, get your hoodie. If you don't want the hoodie, then it's okay. Just just keep supporting the podcast. I guess uh, keep liking it, keep sharing it. Uh, that really means a lot. If you don't get the hoodie, that's alright. But there's only gonna be a hundred limited edition hoodie of these. This hoodie type of hoodie. There's gonna be white and blue. Uh, this should come out on Monday. So the video should be out sometime next week. Hopefully, uh, we're working very hard to edit and make sure we get all these shots because we are going above and beyond with this. Uh, but other than that, I hope you guys are having a great day. So let's just get into the episode today with my uh, with today's guest. She has over 1.5 million followers on TikTok. She's a three time NCA nanny champ, 17, 18 and 19. She's been part of the USA All Girl National Team in 2019, which, where she got second place. And she's been part of that 2020 team uh, but due to COVID. Obviously, it's not happening yet, but hopefully soon. And she's currently attending at Lindenwood University. If you asked her to throw a tumbling pass from a cliff, she would probably do it. This is my guest, Mabry Champion. What's up?
0: Hello. Oh, nothing. I'm very excited to be here, and be on the podcast, and just get to just <laughs> share my cheer journey. So I'm excited.
1: Hey, you have um, you have quite the stories. I mean, I've um, for some some people that follow people in the cheer world. I mean, you have quite a career and quite a journey. That uh, that it's just that it's just something to talk about, and and I know a lot of people can can relate to this. Uh, but first, well, first thing first, let's talk a little bit more about your TikTok. How how did that all get started? Like, why? Just just so, tell me about it.
0: <laughs> okay, so I actually started posting a few videos in quarantine just because I was bored and I didn't really have anything else to do. But I actually started with like the video that like kind of went viral in the beginning was like a do-it-yourself video. And it was like for these t-shirts and stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like I do not want to be a page that creates do-it-yourself stuff. Like I need to start posting some cheer content that I actually like doing. So I posted um, a toe touch video. I just every morning I would wake up in quarantine and I would go tumble just because that's what I love doing. And that would kind of keep me sane and just fine in quarantine so posted a toe touch tuck video that kind of um, went viral a little bit and people liked watching those videos so I just kind of started posting more tumbling videos and then um, it kind of helped whenever I started posting a few how-to videos because I mean everyone on the app or even if they didn't cheer they liked watching those or just kind of watching my videos to help them better themselves in cheerleading so I feel like I had a lot of knowledge with that. And then um, making those videos, it was fun for me. So um, I would make a video every morning of like how to do an aerial or how to improve your standing tuck or jumps or something like that. And then kind of through that, after I made a few of those videos, TikTok actually reached out to me on Instagram and DM'd me and was like, hey, like we're starting a um, learning fund on TikTok for quarantine to help um get things out of videos and make sure people are always learning and just kind of it was called learn on tiktok so of course i was like oh my gosh like i have to do it tiktok reached (laughs) out to me they said i had to make yeah it was so insane at the beginning and i was like okay i didn't think of how much work it would be and i was like yes i'll do it i'll do it and then i had to make 40 videos in less than a month to post like three to four times a week and i was like oh, I usually just post tumbling videos and then it became like a lot more work than I thought. But Mm -hmm. that's kind of what helped me gain the followers and just people would come to my page for kind of a positive vibe and just helpful. And every single video I would post with either tumbling or just learning, whether it was a skill or just learning like cheerleading advice. Like I did a few on Mm -hmm. how to prepare for cheer tryouts or is it too late to start cheering with the age I'm at? Um, so I would do a lot of those videos. And then just from there, it kind of just like went up blew and up. gained colors. Yeah. It kind of blew up. So that's kind of how you, that all started.
1: You, you're, you're tumbling. I mean, you do it anywhere, literally sidewalk <laughs> across the street, the red light. I don't care. I, you know, that's, I don't know. First, I mean, I don't know how you do it with the shoes or, or or sandals. I don't like there's uh, something you wear. I'm like, oh, my God, like I don't, I, don't I, I can't tumble and I get scared of something. So when I see I'm like, oh, my God, dude, that's actually like props to you. Like there's no mental blocks. There's no fear. You just throw it.
0: Yeah. Anywhere it is, it's I mean, whatever I'm wearing, I always I'm like, OK. I'm going out or I'm going out to lunch, but do I have shoes that I can tumble in? Do I have an outfit that I'm going to be able to take a video in without like my pants falling down or my shirt coming up or anything <laughs> like just making sure I'm always able to tumble wherever I go, but just, you know, to take some videos or again, how to, and just my friends will What's get annoyed most... with me sometimes, but you know, they're all nice about it. and Take some <laughs> videos with me.
1: What's the most, have you had an embarrassing uh, moment the most... or at first?
0: Hmm. where you're like oh think. i don't know i should do it here i, I
1: don't know Take a look at this like
0: yeah i know it's always kind of awkward like tumbling in public or like i'll go to walmart and people are like looking at me like oh my gosh she's crazy why why is she tumbling in this why or like <laughs> just out to eat in the restaurant and they're like what why or i'll just be in sandals people get people think it's so weird that i'll just tumble in sandals but I don't know. It really doesn't hurt once I've just done it so much, and I did um, standing fulls every day last year, and I tried to get to a year, so that kind of helped it a lot. And then I was like, "Oh, I can tumble anywhere if I can do a standing full anywhere." So it's not yeah. much of a difference, but yeah. People, wow.
1: know, now, that's... so so one of the things so one of the things I uh, does your coaches because I know a lot of athletes you can only post certain stuff out out there because you want to make sure you don't represent that school or team that you're in in a bad way do they care a lot about about what you put it, or is it or I mean obviously I mean your content super friendly so like obviously there's nothing wrong but do they have they ever thought like hey maybe like be careful with what you post
0: yes so actually we had um, a program talk so Lindenwood obviously is a very very big program and at one of our practices last week we had a talk about social media And obviously they went into TikTok because TikTok is very big right now. And almost like everyone on our team is posting stuff. And they used mine as an example of just making sure that everything you post, like no matter what, even if you have 10 followers or you have 10 million followers, people are going to see it and you're going to be representing your school in the way that you post your content. So I always make sure that my content is, yes, kid friendly, because I feel like a lot of the followers that I have are kids and just people like looking up to me. And even though I don't personally see them, those kids that like look up to me, I know there are those kids out there. And then I don't want to have them hearing me like say bad words or just any bad inappropriate content. So, Mm. and then I get like a lot of comments of like, Oh, I come to your page for positivity. And I just want to keep it that way and make sure, again, I do represent it well. And then my coaches always do say that they enjoy watching my content because they know that I'm not going to post anything inappropriate. And I'm always want to represent Lindenwood and USA mm. and NCA staff and every job I ever worked for and, um, program in a positive way. So I do really look out for that, but they do, um, help me and they, um, support me and all of my social media and like using me and pushing me out there as like kind of not a face, but like a positive, um, cheerleader in our program so yeah they're a great support system for sure
1: that's honestly so cool um and another thing is i mean not just tiktok but you're, you're also doing youtube uh one of the videos i wanted to talk about was the one where you guys are doing uh toe touch jumps and everything with like anthony and like uh kelly I was laughing so hard when I was like, you guys were yelling at Anthony like, "What are you doing?" Like, like Kelly was like, Kelly was like, all up in his face like, "What are you doing? Are you not <laughs> supposed to be doing what?" Like, shimmy on what? And, like, <laughs> I
0: was, like, yes, oh. yes, and that is a perfect example of what we didn't, we hadn't started cheer yet. We had just moved into school, but obviously we weren't able to practice because of COVID. So every night we were bored and we're like, okay what can we do in the house? Like we can't really stunt in here. So we wanted, I've been wanting to start a YouTube channel for a while now. I just really haven't had the time to put into editing it because it really, really does take a long time to edit it and make sure like the content is good. Yeah. So no, that is a perfect example of what we would do on, that was a Friday night at Lindenwood in our house, just making some cheer content and having some challenges and who has the best toe touches or who can do them most push-ups so yeah that was that was a good video i would say if
1: you guys make more of those kind of videos I, I was cracking up when it like he was trying so hard because i i feel like 90 percent of the of the boys can relate to wait what counts wait what am i so, and then just starts laughing because of this whole thing but i mean i was cracking me up i mean your recent video i also enjoyed that uh the q a uh but yeah i mean you are just I mean that's i mean i think that's key to really start expanding into like different platforms and obviously just trying to like make content that you just personally like you know
0: yes exactly exactly i'm trying to make um, online a little bit of cheer content but again yes pushing it off to other platforms is really a big one of my biggest goals for sure
1: hey huge fan of you uh, maybe, but uh hey let's get let's talk more about i know some people have submitted uh, some questions and so we're going to answer those at the very end uh, but let's let's kind of get into your cheer career how did it all started uh, from 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 the very beginning to to now with team usa and obviously you're heading into your uh it should be what last year or or your right yes, last
0: yes yep last year i came back for a fifth year and getting another minor so here for one more year at lindenwood but, oh man.
1: Yes. All right, so yeah, let's get let's get into the beginning. Let's see how how it all started.
0: Okay, so I started gymnastics very very young. Um, my mom put us in like mommy and me classes when I was like two years old, and always loved gymnastics. But I absolutely hated the beam, and I wasn't really a big fan of the bars. I really just liked tumbling and like floor tumbling. So that was my event. And then about um. I did gymnastics for like seven years. I ended up quitting gymnastics and playing basketball and volleyball and soccer, but basketball is what kind of I played all throughout um, grade school. And then in sixth grade, I asked my mom, I was like, mom, I really just want to cheer. Like I want to cheer. And she was like, okay, like she wouldn't let me cheer in fifth grade. She was like, you're just, you got to stick with basketball. Like that's what you're going to play. And then so finally in sixth grade, she let me start cheerleading and I absolutely loved it. I was progressing so quickly and cheerleading and even just more in my tumbling. So sixth grade through eighth grade, I cheered at my grade school. It was a Catholic or Christian school, Zion Lutheran. Um, and then I went to a public high school, but I was still playing volleyball at the time. Um, obviously, I would quit basketball, but I played volleyball in high school. And so at my high school in Illinois, you can't cheer in school and play volleyball. So I actually chose volleyball, but I still wanted to continue cheering. So I cheered all-star at pride of Illinois. Um, and I loved that team. And then from then I was like, okay, I'm just going to stick with all-star. Um, so my senior year, I quit volleyball and just stuck with cheer and I did power tumbling for a little bit to help promote, um, my coach my tumbling coach there was wanting to start power tumbling he was like please do it like we need to get um, people to do it and like older kids because it was a lot of the younger kids that wanted to do it so I started it to try and help um a lot of people join the program and now it's like huge there but he really really wanted me to go to college for acro and tumbling and that was going to be my plan for a while I actually got a full ride for acro and tumbling at a school in um California Azusa Pacific and so I was planning on going there for a very long time and I never really looked at any other schools to cheer at because I was like oh that's just where I'm going to go but Mm. one night me and my mom were talking and I was like okay California is like really far I'm like that's a very very big decision and she was like let's just watch some cheer videos on YouTube and see if like that's really the route you want to go so I remember watching so many videos on the band shell at nca nationals and like watching like navarro and tvcc and like osu and just the crowd going crazy and like the, the just the atmosphere i was like i want to compete on that floor someday so we looked around at local schools um and so i actually went to a lindenwood clinic and that's where i met carrie nichols and who is um still the head coach of lindenwood And I was like, okay, I absolutely love this place. I love everyone that goes here. Um, Got to stunt and tumble. And that is actually where she was like, hey, do you want to try out for NCA staff? And I was like, I have no idea what that is. I've never (laughs) cheered school cheer in high school. So I had no idea that what NCA or UCA staff was at all. She was like, you just have to do um, a running tumbling pass, a standing tumbling pass and a cheer. And I was like, Oh, no, like, I do not know any cheers. So I just made up a little go fight win cheer and tried out for NCA staff. And that summer, I got a letter in the mail saying I made staff. And so that kind of started um, my career with that. And then that summer, I decided Lindenwood is the place I wanted to go instead. So Told Azusa Pacific I wasn't going to go there. Fully committed to Lindenwood. Didn't look at any other schools. Um, Started with Lindenwood my freshman year and I actually made the Lindenwood Large Co ed team. So that was super cool. I was so excited. I didn't know anyone going in other than one of my roommates um, who ended up not being able to finish the season because she hurt her back. But I absolutely love Lindenwood to this day and Um, competed on large co-ed for three years, and it was because of NCA staff that I was able to make the USA team because I would travel with staff um, and meet a bunch of new other cheerleaders from other schools, and that's when um, my second year, I met Lindsay Driscoll whenever I was basing her at a college camp in Myrtle Beach, And she was like, hey, like, have you ever thought about trying out for USA? And I was like, no, like, I've never thought about actually trying out. Like, I've always watched their videos and that would be so cool to do that one day. But no, I've never thought about it. And she was like, well, you could you could totally be my main base. So I was like, wow, like she just asked me that. Like, I live seven hours away from Oklahoma. Like, I don't even know how that would work, but. I remembered that. And then when, when I went home to Lindenwood, I texted her, I was like, Hey, like, were you serious about me being your main base? Cause I will make it work no matter what. And she was like, yeah, dry. like I'll find a group. Yeah. I'll do whatever it takes to be on USA all girl, or just to be even be able to try out with her because she had been on the team before. And so she obviously knew what she was doing and she was a flyer, but she just didn't have a group. So we set up um, a time for me to drive to Oklahoma and she got two freshmen at OSU that were the side base in the back spot. So I got to meet with them. And the first day we already like clicked as a stunt group. We were hitting rewinds, back answering full ups, like on the first day of stunting. So we we're like, okay, like this is going to work. We're going to try out. So from then on, I probably went to Oklahoma like six or seven, eight times before tryouts in January that were in Orlando um, and then crazy we did make the team and um so from then on I would drive there um about once a week or once every other week just to send in challenges with that stunt group and to make sure we are ready to actually go to training but um and then again the next year we did the same stunt group and hopefully we are going to try out again this year when trials how hard happen. was it It how was, hard
1: was uh the drive i mean how, how 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 hard was the dedication and the commitment that you you put yourself in there because i mean it's it has to be very hard to do that drive and to make time for that cuz i feel like not a lot of people would be able to make it all the way through like hey sorry i i can't make it anymore like it's too much money to like you know how was that like
0: yeah, it was hard because I was also working a full-time job. I worked at Orange Theory Fitness. So I would work at 4.30 in the morning, and then I would get off about like 1, 1.30 p.m. So I usually work during the days, and um, some days if I'd have a day off in between, I would drive after my practice at 10, and I would just drive through the night. So it was actually about seven hours, like six hours, like 50 minutes to be exact but um the first few times it was very very hard because I like it was just long and just being by myself driving that many times became a lot and just making time for it because at the same time I didn't want to kind of give up my Lindenwood experience in college here and not being able to hang out with my team but I also Mm -hmm. had to make the commitment like that's what I was going to do so I would say out of over half of the drives I definitely made through the middle of the night. Um, so I would get there in the morning um, we'd stunt for like two or three hours, or we'd have like two or three stunt sessions that day. And then I would either stay at Lindsay's house or my side bases, Caitlin's house, um, and then drive home the next morning. But it was a lot because I had to um, balance it with linen, cheer practices with my mm-hmm. job and, just again, like driving seven hours and then getting out and having to stunt was just hard on my body. But whenever I got there, I came, I became accustomed to it. And like driving seven hours isn't really anything to me anymore, because I've done it so many times. And it's just kind of a straight shot. But (laughs) yeah, it was it was fun. Sometimes my friends would come with me because they wanted to visit OSU. So I'm grateful for that. But yeah, it was hard for a very long time. But it was just something that I was used to. And it was it wasn't something that I didn't want to do because I obviously wanted to make the team and stunt with them. So it was, it was hard, but it was worth it. hundred percent worth it to do that. So,
1: so that was, that was the Obviously that was leading up to the 2019 team then, right?
0: Yes. That was leading up to the 2019 team. Um, we didn't have to, we didn't stunt as much. Um, last year the year going into tryouts of 2020 because it was the exact same group and we knew um we could we didn't have to work as much to get the stunts that we were going to throw at tryouts because we already had the stunts so I probably went four or five times before um, tryouts in 2020 and then we had like a few work weekends we got to have one work work weekend before COVID hit last year in Memphis Um, but so that was a little closer for me. For, so that was good. They had to drive like six hours that time and I only had to drive like four. So that was a nice change <laughs> for that. But yes, that was for 2019. And then after um, I started having to go a lot more times because we had like weekly challenges and videos we had to send in every week to make sure that they knew we were stunting. And our stunt group was the only broken group. I was the only one on that team that was not at school with my stunt group. And so Tony, the USAL girl coach was very adamant he was very scared that we were not gonna be able to make it work but i was so motivated and like to making sure that we were going to be a good stack group and make it work and be there at all times and get those challenges in so we always had that don't worry tony yeah don't Don't worry worry. i got you (laughs) we got got it I was like, yeah, it's only like five hours, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> I have to quit yeah. my job. I have to leave my
0: family. I'll
1: make it work. Don't worry, Tony. <laughs> yes,
0: do not worry. We made it work, but it was a lot. It was fun though.
1: So that that kind of so kind of going back to Lindenwood, how 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 was that like? How was that team like? Because I know, I mean. And if you're in the NCA, you talk about these kind of big teams, you talk about like, you know, like Lindenwood, but, uh, you know, what makes Lindenwood so special? What made you go there?
0: So I think out of everything, Lindenwood is just so special because the amount of people we have in our program, and we are the only team to go to NCA nationals and bring four teams, four competitive teams. So right now we have over a hundred people in our program. And last year, or I guess two years ago, when we actually got to go in 2019, we brought a large co-ed D2 team, and small coed D2 team, an all-girl intermediate team, and then a large co-ed intermediate team. So I just love Lindenwood so much because you can... Literally there's still people at practice every week that I meet a new person. I right now I couldn't tell you every single person's name in the program because we have so many of us. Wow. And even yeah people you said? Oh yeah, over a hundred. We usually start out.
1: What's a budget looking like? Does the school Yes can, can the school like afford it? Or, or do you guys do like more of fundraisers type of thing? Yes.
0: Yeah, so actually at Lindenwood we are a private university and we ha- are able to give out scholarships, so they're wow. um, called leadership awards because it's not like an actual cheerleading scholarship, mm-hmm. but um, it's for for cheerleading essentially. And then um, you can also get academic scholarships. So whenever I went there, I got a leadership scholarship and then an academic scholarship. But um, that's kind of a lot of what we can do to recruit people because we are able to mm-hmm. give out scholarships and bring in those people. And another thing is just because we have different levels and like some people, they're like, well, I wouldn't be able to make that team. But at what we have an intermediate team. We have small coed teams, large coed teams. So no matter what, if you're a backspot, if you're a base, if you are a really good tumbler, but you're not so good at stunting or kind of vice versa, we always have a spot for you no matter what team you could be on. Um, so that's what I really love about it. And then obviously the coaches, like I absolutely love all the coaches. My freshman year, um, Day Day actually came in and it was his first year coaching. He came from Louisville. He was he cheered there, and then he was the coach there, and then he became our head coach for all four of our teams at Lindenwood, and he has stayed every year since. So I was on it his first year, and then again he's here for his. Hopefully not his last year, but I said, if I come back for a fifth year, you better stay for a fifth year to be here as the coach again. <laughs> so we're staying and pushing through one more year.
1: Wow. That's, I mean, now some, now was there an injury that happened throughout, th- throughout your career? Cause I do remember seeing that, that, that kind of happen.
0: Yes. I have had a few injuries. I mean, Concussions, yes, which unfortunately which was the most
1: memorable one or yeah. the most like uh, that stood out the most
0: definitely whenever I hurt my shins. So I thought at the beginning, my shins just started hurting so bad. And I was like, I've had shin splints before, but they've never hurt this bad. Like, I couldn't even lay in bed and go to sleep without my shins hurting or going to bed with my eye like ice on my shins. So I finally went to um, a doctor and he said I had cracked and stress fractures in my tibia and fibula in like 16 places. And he was like, I have never seen someone have so many stress fractures and to the point that they're almost going to break in half. And so it was just terrible because he was like, you're not going to be able to compete. Like you cannot go to nationals. You can't, you just can't keep practicing. And I was like, no, like I just made the USA team. This is in 2019. And I was like, I have to go. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll take a few weeks off of tumbling, but I have to go. Like I have to compete. And my doctor was not happy with me, but I I just had to make it work. So whenever I had, um, had that many cracks and stress fractures, I wasn't able to tumble. So I took off like two months and I didn't tumble for The longest time um, I was actually like, I had a wheelchair and my friends would push me around sometimes because I wasn't supposed to be walking. It got, and he was like, it's just not um, convenient obviously to be on a college campus and have to be in a wheelchair. So Mm -hmm. you're just going to have to literally be off your feet as much as you can. Um, But I didn't tumble until showcase for Lindenwood. So I took off the last two months of practice and then, obviously, I only stunted with my USA group, and then what at that showcase. Like
1: though when, what was that? Sorry, I'm pretty sure you're leading up to this, but what was that feeling like, though, when you didn't tumble for almost two months, and suddenly you're kind of back for showcase? Did your bones or did that body start feeling different?
0: Yeah, it was. It was just kind of like sad and scary at the same point because I was like oh my gosh like am I going to be able to go in and just throw my tumbling when I haven't for two months two and a half months and just having to sit out at practice is obviously the worst thing anyone who's ever been injured and having to just sit and watch your team practice is Mm -hmm. not fun at all and it's just kind of the worst to have to go there and just not be able to do it and you you know you could make the pyramid hit if you were in it but you can't you just got to sit back and watch and be Mm -hmm. the best teammate you can be but yeah, it was, it was hard. But at the same point, I, same time, I was like, my legs hurt so bad. I know I had to take that time off. So at Showcase, luckily, I threw my tumbling. And then at Nationals, it got so bad in the practice room. So I, they pushed me around a wheelchair at Nationals. So I didn't have to walk until I stepped foot on the bandshell. I did my tumbling and then went right back and they pushed me around. So I took some ibuprofen I put on um numbing patches and then just took an ice bath like three times a day it to just to kind of make the pain go away and then that entire summer I took a whole um, probably like four months off of tumbling so it was really really weird for me because that's something I would just do for fun like again like tumbling in public or just anywhere I went I would love to tumble so it was it was weird to not tumble a whole summer but i got better at yeah. stunting so that helped <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: that's that's interesting because i know for some people it's i mean it means the whole world to them right i mean whether you're sunting, tumbling i mean i mean the cheerleading aspect uh but that's and I, and I obviously you ended up your, your team ended up coming to this t- at the top right you guys ended up winning
0: Yes, we ended up winning that year. That was when my last year on large coed in 2019. So large coed D two, we won in 2019. With
1: now, that. what's your what's your preference when it comes to the cheer world? I mean, do you prefer stunting or tumbling the most?
0: That is a very hard one. Um,
1: if you had to, I, if you had to pick one for the. For, You had to pick one for the rest of your life. Which one would it be? You cannot do the other one at all.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. And that (laughs) I would would probably choose tumbling then because it's an individual skill. And anytime I want to tumble, like I don't have to get people together to tumble. And it's something now that, yeah, something now that comes easy to me. And there's not much. I mean, I know I could get better and learn more, but I'm getting older and it's just harder to learn new skills but Mm -hmm. i would probably have to choose tumbling then which
1: what about what about stunting wise do you prefer flying or basing
0: i prefer basing i would say i I would rather base in a competition like at nationals worlds anywhere i would rather base but i absolutely love flying i never really knew how to co-ed stunt until my first year uh Lindenwood and then the first summer on staff there were so many people like oh like can we do this can we do that and I was like I have no idea how to do that at all like <laughs> no idea but a bunch of people <laughs> yeah I'm like what is that a hand in hand I do not know how to do that but staff that summer I was on speed staff and like um I remember S- uh, Simba from Weaver taught me how to do a hand in hand and I was like, I am so sorry. But he's like, no, like, we're going to get this. Like, we have to get this. We have to do a full up. <laughs> so he taught me how to do hand-to-hand. And then from then on, I was like, okay, like, I want to learn some more co-ed stunts. So they, everyone on staff, I mean, every night after we had camp, we would just stunt for fun. And that's where I learned all of my co-ed stunts and just there and kind of progressed on. And now I love co-ed stunting and I love flying. And now some some camps I'll fly at. Um, Or even at Lindenwood, sometimes if I need to jump in for a stunt, Mm. I don't have a flyer, I'll fly them. But I would prefer basing here.
1: When you sent me that video uh, uh, for the Q and A, you you did that follow-up. I'm like, oh, she actually, she she actually. I thought you were just gonna do some like tumbling, but when you when you hit that with like ending, I'm like, oh, okay, all right.
0: (laughs) Yes, that took so many tries. Yes. How many tries? I
1: was gonna ask you
0: um probably like maybe 25 like i am not even exaggerating like i would do the standing full and then i would like mess up my words or then we'd miss the full up and he was getting so mad at me but we were like okay we've done it so many tries like we have to hit it one time we can't just stop so wait
1: do you have the bloopers or or did you like erase them
0: oh i have all the bloopers for sure i always do
1: oh can you send me and make can we make a video out of that
0: yes so many yeah,
1: okay have oh, you yeah. seen the one that i did with colin
0: i don't think and so. Elsa? you don't seen that one. Oh, i have saw you seen the, one... the original video yes i saw the original yeah. okay I, saw yeah, the original.
1: I I was like i saw i made that one and then i made a bloopers one i can send it to you after but yeah i can cut this part out so it doesn't sound weird but yeah uh, yes but yes please send me that send me the videos of just, just send me all of them and then and then I'll, I'll come up with something funny and then i'll post it like probably the day before of your oh, the episode goes okay,
0: out. perfect yes i have so many bloopers every video i have uh, I have bloopers <laughs>
1: uh but yeah no maybe. uh th- honestly that do you first of all thank you for even making that video for even trying because it's probably a lot to ask for people and it's like i'm like please and they're like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm like, all right, but you know, doing it is actually the hardest part, you know I mean you can say it, but coming up with something creative was like super cool. Um, but yeah, so now l- 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 let me ask you this. I want to get into some of the questions that people were uh, wanted to ask, and these were the most common ones. Uh, so one of the questions was I started is, if you can go to a different cheer school or a different school, which one would it be? and why now a lot of you answer this one now you don't have to you don't you don't have to answer because i know i mean linda was obviously a place but let's say linda wasn't in the picture they would just didn't exist what would be the next school if linda wasn't there
0: okay if linda wasn't there i would definitely have to say osu because now i've just been able to go to so many of their practices and get to know sally their coach um, and again, all the people on the team I've become good friends with just from going there and sent with my USA group and because they do have a small co-ed team. So I would be able to base there on that team. And obviously I have people that I know there, but they, out of all the schools <laughs> that I've gotten to visit and, um, get to know their coaches, like their school is another school that I would kind of, um say is similar to Lindenwood because of their family aspect and they always hang out outside of cheer as well and are really close knit team and always have team bonding and I just love that school again it's a beautiful campus it's huge way bigger than Lindenwood but more of the cheer aspect like I just love the team and I would want to be a base on that small co-ed team so that's for sure where i would go if i did not go to lindenwood they ask me all the time do you want to do your grad school here And i'm like no i'll stay at lindenwood but i love that school and that would probably that would 100% be where i went if i didn't go to lindenwood
1: okay okay good answer good answer um (laughs) next one is is anthony a good jumper can he jump
0: oh 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 oh, yes yes and okay antonio Antonio yes, yes
1: Antonio yes oh, he... <laughs> <laughs> okay Anthony? Anthony who the hell's is Anthony <laughs> Anthony <laughs>
0: Antonio yes um Antonio oh a good jumper um if you I can like... grade
1: his if you can grade his jumps what would it be from A to I would,
0: F I would oh an A to F I'd probably give him a maybe a C he's right in the middle He's gonna be mad when I say that, but I'll give him a C. Maybe if he gets his motions and counts together, he'll get a, we'll get a C plus. But he's working. Right,
1: whoever whoever asked for that question, y'all are crazy. Um, <laughs> okay, so next question um, was, oh, what kind of workouts do you do outside of cheer to improve your tumbling?
0: To improve my tumbling. Okay, so. Um, I do a lot of like hit workouts. Um, like I said before, I worked at Orange Theory Fitness for like three years. So I used to work out there every single morning. Um, I don't work there anymore. I actually quit last year, but I still do the same exact workouts kind of at my own gym. I go to a um, club fitness. And yeah. I'd say I start out with like, running like a half mile on the treadmill, or like kind of half mile to a mile and then um, a lot of quick, um, high intensity workouts. So like squat lunges helps a lot for being quick and tumbling. And then, um, I do like lower weights, but higher reps, um, with arms and stuff and then abs. But I would say for my tumbling, I usually do, um, like standing tucks, burpee, standing tucks, in the gym which a lot of people look at me like i'm crazy but it's fun to watch so Mm -hmm. there's like a huge um patch of like turf at the gym i go to so i'll do standing tucks in there and like do a burpee in between and then i'll go run another half mile and then just i kind of keep my heart rate up and then still strengthening um my legs and my arms and
1: there's just um there's a debate about about how to practice how should you approach it I mean you you tumble all the time. I mean you are a phenomenal, I mean, when it comes to tumbling, but if for a young uh for a young athlete that is looking to stunt and I mean to tumble, they don't have they might not have that gym or
0: mm-hmm. they
1: might not have that 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 actual gym where you work out or that or that All-Star gym. What is some advice you would give them? Like do you think it's all about Outside workouts, or what do you say? It's just repetition, like just practice in the backyard and just, just rep after rep after rep.
0: Yes, I would say a lot of it is, a lot of it is staying in shape. Yes, but then repetition is very big thing. Um, obviously, if you don't have a gym to go to and it's not a skill you're hundred percent confident in, I would definitely not advise throwing it like on the grass or somewhere that's not safe for you to start learning a skill. But if you do have the skill and you're just wanting to um, perfect it, you definitely do not need a gym for that. I I tumble in the grass. I honestly prefer tumbling in the grass, like over dead mat um, or over spring floor. I definitely like that better than spring floor. But repetition, yeah. repetition. Um, I always like if I'm learning a new skill or trying to perfect it, I always take videos of myself and then watch it back or especially whenever I'm coaching my kids at my all-star gym, I take videos of them because sometimes you don't even notice you're doing it until you see it. And then they're like, Oh, like, okay, I can fix that. Or I'll show them exactly how to do it. Or I'll show them a video of what I want it to look like. So they can have that um, picture in their mind of like, okay, I'm going to do this in my arms or do this with my legs or how to make it better. So definitely taking videos, um, watching yourself and, Yes, repetition, a hundred percent, but not to the point where you're too tired and gonna hurt yourself. Like repetition to the point of where it's still going to be safe and um, helpful.
1: Boom. You said it best, Mabry. You said it best. Um, anything? Any last words that you want to say to 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 wrap up this podcast? Um,
0: not much. Just I always, you just always have to um be a go-getter so that's my biggest advice in cheerleading is never be scared of failure no matter what if you do what you set your mind to you are always going to succeed you can't let other people hold you back or kind of um being scared of the future you just gotta go day by day and if you do what you want to in your future you are going to succeed no matter what 100% so be a go-getter boom that's what I would go Go
1: getter. That's the word. That's the topic of the day. Uh go getter. Nice. Mabry, where can they find you on social media?
0: Okay. On social media, you can find me on Instagram, um, Mabry underscore champion, and then the rest of my social media, TikTok, um, YouTube is just all Mabry Champion. So go follow me for advice and tips and just cheer videos everywhere. <laughs>
1: Boom, guys. All right, guys. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, make sure you uh, like it, share it, uh, and make sure you reach out to Mabry if you uh, feel inspired or just want to talk about her tumbling and her TikToks. But on that, I'll talk to you guys soon on the next one. Talk to you soon. Peace.